MD Burns Nash is Atlanta's management consulting solution created specifically to meet the needs of a tech startup. MD Burns Nash aims to empower tech startup executives with the skill sets needed to propel their business on the path to success. For only $499, you can get started with an in-depth pitch deck evaluation to make sure you are putting your best foot forward. Visit mdburnsnash.com slash pitch deck for more information. That's mdburnsnash.com slash pitch deck for more information. All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. You're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta Tech startup scene. The Incubator is a weekly show featuring Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. Who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Willa, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are today's hosts. Incubator. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Ashley Staggs. Good morning, Staggs. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. This is our first uh, session post-Chicago move. So. I know. And if anyone wants to like follow along with Chicago life, just add Todd on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> it's like Chicago porn. Is that inappropriate to say? <laughs> I think it's most appropriate to say. <laughs> it has been an awful lot of fun uh, uh, being up there, uh, but good to be back with you and excited that the incubator is continuing on. And in fact, we're graduating to the adult table. Yeah. So we've moved into bigger digs. Uh, we used to record out of the Wella offices itself, but we're now, uh, we're now coming to you from uh, the, the big conference room. Yeah. Yeah. We added, we've added a lot of people. So now it's completely cramped in our office and we have like AV equipment everywhere <laughs> and we added a Wii. So, which is the screen is above my head and the Wii is on like the side of my desk. So they play directly behind me. Well, you know, when we first sacrifices. Started, I'm a team player. Yes, you are. When we first started <laughs> the show, uh, that, that front room in your office was virtually empty. Yeah, and now exactly. It's chock full of staff, which is, yeah. I think, a sign of good things to come Absolutely, for well, huh? yeah. All right. Well, we have a really interesting guest today. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Say hello to our guest. His name is Jeff Gray. He's the founder and CEO of The Memory Kit. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be here. Well, it's great to have you. I know you're very busy. appreciate you carving out some time to join us. Uh, before we get into the memory kit, though, Jeff, take a few quick seconds and inform the audience a bit about you and your background. Sure. Well, uh, I was raised in uh, the Midwest, went to school at USC. That's Southern Cal. Hmm. Not the Gamecocks, but the Trojans, <laughs> right? I ended up in Atlanta after building and selling a company to a firm in Atlanta called realestate.com. <laughs> um, so I used to be in the real estate and banking and mortgage business. Wow. But after acclimating to Southern living and learning to uh, enjoy sweet tea <laughs> and some other, some other great Southern traditions, I, I departed from my technology career for quite a while and was involved in nonprofit work, helped to build a really large nonprofit that helps homeless people in Atlanta. Oh, that's cool was kind of really dug into the philanthropic community. And then some years ago, completed that work and went back into business 
tech consulted, helped a lot of young companies get their start, and then about a year ago founded the Memory Kit and launched it. So what is the Memory Kit? Well, first of all, it addresses the entire community of people that are confronting Alzheimer's and, and dementia. Wow. Which is really a large community of people. You know, there are 5 million people in the U.S. with Alzheimer's and dementia. There are over 15 million unpaid, unsung hero caregivers that are slogging it out, taking care of these folks largely in their own homes or apartments. And then, you know, add millions of family and friends. And you have a really large community. It's getting bigger every day, dealing with the only disease among the top 10 most deadly diseases that has nothing that will either prevent, cure, or slow the disease. So I went through that odyssey with my family. Uh, I'm currently going through that odyssey with my family. Are you? Are you who? My mother. So it was my mom, Molly Gray, and... My, we went through it. it was, she passed away in May of last year. So, you know, if you're going through it now, you've got some context. But two things are happening when a family is confronting this, this terrible disease. One is you're watching, you know, we are who, what we remember about ourselves. And you're watching a spectacular person. I know your mom has wonderful, unique, incredible things about her. My mom did. Mm-hmm. And they're just going away because she, you, you can't, she can't sew, she can't knit, she can't sing, she can't play the piano, she can't cook at some level. And you're sort of watching this wonderful human lose all, everything that really was her, and you're yearning for a way to capture that. So that is what the memory kit does on one level. It helps you collect and save and share the best lifetime memories of the one you love. Well, you don't have to go be going through the odyssey to not appreciate and respect what you're doing to that community uh, and how you're serving that community. So how does it actually work? I mean, walk me through the actual yeah. memory kit and, and, and the process by which you, you use it. Well, I'm going to do that, but I want to tell you one more thing. Okay. Okay. The second thing that's happening is that the at-risk people in the Alzheimer's community are the caregivers. They go mm-hmm. through incredible stress. I watched my dad lose 35 pounds Mm. and turn into a shell of a person. Uh, Ultimately, he broke his uh, leg severely and had to go into rehab. That drove us to actually end up, that's why we ended up having to put my mom to a long-term care facility. But what is really happening is that the family unit, this inner circle is becoming almost totally isolated. Mm -hmm. There's no more dinners with friends. There's no people up on the weekend for margaritas. Mm-hmm. You may not even be able to go to the store anymore. And a lot of folks, I would imagine, have to quit their jobs. People end up quitting their jobs, rolling back their jobs. The financial stresses are, are terrible on many, many families. But this isolation. And so the product is built to allow everybody to join the party and talk about, share memories about, share an old photo of mm-hmm. the person you love. So our, our, the memory kit's a mobile application that will launch in a few weeks. We'll be live in April. And it's a social media platform, so it's sort of a private network. So you can invite all of your family, your friends, former colleagues, you know, using all the kind of standard stuff. You can connect by Facebook and invite people real easily. But then you're able to start this kind of a fun journey through your mom or your dad's or your brother's or your uncle's life and invite everybody to share their memories and fill these albums up collaboratively 
with video, with audio, with photos. And I, I've got to tell you, when we finally, it really fell to my dad, when he finally summoned the courage to tell everybody, which, by the way, he did in the Christmas letter. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Merry he, Christmas. You know, he, he hadn't told a lot of people, and he didn't really know how to do it. And they had hit it, which is some kind of common. They had not let people know what was going on. They, that, was, that was their prerogative, right? But finally, he's like, I'm doing it in the Christmas letter. And we got a lot of calls and emails in a short period of time. But let me tell you, when somebody shares a photo that you never maybe even saw or forgot about, or even better, shares a memory you didn't know about because it was something that happened between them mm-hmm. and your mom. Right. I can't tell you what that does to your emotional state. And I watched my dad start to come alive again as his social interactions came back into play. Now, mom was still struggling with the disease and life was really hard, but he started to heal again as he connected again with people who loved him. And oh, by the way, it really is the first thing that I've seen that allows a per you get asked the question, how can I help? And there's really oftentimes not an answer to that. Mm-hmm. You know, your mom's going through such crazy stuff. You really can't invite someone into that. A few people maybe, but say, Hey, what you can do is share what you remember about Molly. Go dig up some photos and send them to us. Remember something funny she said. And you'd be surprised how excited people are to do that. And then to stay with you on the journey all the way through by sharing their memories and their positive thoughts. And so we wanted to create an app that would really make all of that happen easily. With the final product being these beautiful albums that you can actually, you can use with your loved one. So as the disease advances, you can open up the memory kit and look at you know, here, here's the, the farm and here's your time at University of Iowa. Here mm-hmm. you are in nursing school. Here you are at the VA hospital, you know, births, marriage, weddings and stuff. And Alzheimer's, people, people with Alzheimer's and dementia forget uh, the most recent memories first and retain the oldest memories mm-hmm. the longest. Right. So it's really great therapeutically. It doesn't do anything clinically to stop the disease, but it has tremendous benefits just in terms of how it makes them feel. Talking to my mother about the old days is like nothing's nothing's changed. Isn't that incredible? And it, it is amazing. Yeah. And and uh, the short term memory losses, and it's hard to tell where you where someone is in that cycle because everyone is. goes through it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suspect that my mother's very still pretty early in that process, and so she's still largely mom. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, but I don't know. Actually, I probably stepped on your question. I, I I feel like there's a lot of phases that this thing can be beneficial to to the community, to the family, is is in in coordinating with uh, the 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 person suffering from the disease now and helping them remember things. But it also becomes a place down the road where you can go back and and we can remember mm-hmm. that yep. as well, right? It is by the Christmas holiday season of this year. We plan on enabling our users to print an album, you know, in a hardbound edition, they can choose their own, you know, design style and stuff, but that you can hand to your kids or your grandkids Mm -hmm. or other family members. But yeah, you know, we look at this and there, there are four, you know, I hate this phrase, but I'll use it. There are four sort of stakeholders in this whole process, right? There's that primary caregiver. That's the that's like Rocky in the ring. That's the hero of the whole thing. He, He or she's really slogging it out. And that inner circle, that primary close-knit group of people that are, that are dealing with this day-to-day. And then there are family and friends, right? So there are just the people who know you and love you and want to support you. Uh, so family, 
friends. And then the fourth group are the paid caregivers and care providers that you will eventually connect with. And we've built in something really unique for each of those. So for instance, the care team, a paid caregiver, can be invited to mom's memory kit and in a few minutes learn all kind of great stuff about her. That's sort of a snapshot of her life. And that is really important in being able to care for someone who has Alzheimer's or dementia. Because at some point, they become, these, these people, a terrible part of the disease is this agitation and anxiety. And, and I came to, to look at my mom when she was going through this sort of delirious kind of time frequently. And I, I realized that at some level, what must be going on that's causing all that is an inability to process it, or even maybe worse, at some level to understand it, but not express what's happening. You know, imagine sort of losing all of this ability, not just to first to remember small things, then to remember big things, then to not even know who people are, and then really worse, not to be able to communicate with the world at, at some of the most basic levels, you know? And so it's really important to connect with somebody who has Alzheimer's and dementia, and the only way to do that is to know their past. To be able to, my mom, all the way down the line, she connected with a couple of things. One of was her nursing past. You know, she was really proud of her, her days, both at University of Iowa in college and then as a nurse. And you could talk to her about that. Mm -hmm. And it would bring her back to ground zero and calm her down, mm -hmm. you know. So I would think, too, with the, with the caregivers being able to communicate with the family through the app. I know my grandmother had dementia. And I know she would, particularly with dementia, they would often have these moments of clarity mm -hmm. and they could be very, very brief and you wouldn't necessarily know what they're going to be about. So I would think, you know, it's kind of like a working parent missing their kid say something. And so for the caregiver to be able to say, hey, this, this happened, yeah. I want to tell you what she said and, or he or she said, and, you know, fill you in on it. And then you're not quite missing it. You're because the caregiver recognizes probably now with knowing their background, what that was all about. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I ended up, that's a big piece of it. You hit something really profound because, you know, no matter how much, now not everybody ends up having their loved one in, you know, a memory disorders, memory care facility, you know, but if you do, no matter how much you visit your mother or your, or your spouse or whatever, you're just really missing out. And so connecting with that care providing team at that level that you just described is really important. You know, you're just, just always worried about your, your, in our case, our mom, is she having a good day? Are they taking good care of her? Did she eat a good meal? You just you worry all the time, you know, is she scared? Is she anxious? Uh, and, you know, this has really nothing to do with the product, but I ended up I ended up just being amazed by these heroic people that are not being paid a whole lot of money that are, are the paid care providers in, like we in the particular facility mom was in. I just, the, the compassion and insight and, and real true heartfelt caring was just, you know, you hoped for good care. We, I had no idea that such wonderful people would... Well, would be uh, involved through the last year of my mom's life. I know firsthand that that fourth tier of caregivers will then ultimately shift because they become almost family. They do. They right. do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had lots of uh, hugs and tears and everything. When we said goodbye to all those, all those people, they're wonderful. Yep. All right. Jeff Gray will return after this short break. We'll be right back. 
This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Well is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at yourwella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A.com. All right, and we're back with Jeff Gray, the founder and CEO of The Memory Kit. So, Jeff, I know, like, right now, my paternal grandmother that's still with us, she was very healthy. I mean, she still is, and she's in her 90s now, Mm -hmm. but always very cognizant, and there's nothing wrong. But just with old age, it's almost all gone now. And it's not Alzheimer's or anything, but the last time I saw her, I hadn't seen her in a couple years. It was for her 95th birthday. And she didn't know who any of us were. She thought we were great, really enjoyed us, but we were we were visitors for a minute. She thought my father and I were married, which is always awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know what? I know you probably have bigger plans to expand this beyond Alzheimer's and dementia because there's I can imagine there's so many people that that are just going through it in general. Yeah. You know, when you go through the process of building a product, you do a lot of homework and groundwork. And and what struck me you know, we were led into this product uh, and to develop the memory kit because of, the, you know, what we went through as a family. But what we discovered is there is not a great go-to social media tool or even an app to do this, to capture the, the lifetime story, the, a lifetime of memories. So whether it's, you know, just, hey, grandma's 95, let's start capturing this stuff. Or maybe, you know, a, uh, you know an 80th birthday. What about, you know, what about veterans? Mm-hmm. You know, veterans we've lost or veterans who've come back maybe with PTSD or, or traumatic brain injury or maybe just veterans we're proud of. Uh-huh. There's so many or, you know, even someone young that we've lost. There's not a way to say, gosh, let's invite everybody. Let's do this thing. Let's share this story. And, and most importantly, to let a huge part of that story be told by family and friends, former colleagues, former you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so profound, you know, when, again, when we were talking about that earlier, right? Those memories that are shared that you forgot about. I'll never forget this. This wasn't a memory forgotten, but a childhood friend, Chris Larson, sent us an email. And in it, she just remembered a lot of stuff. It was almost like the stream of consciousness email. And she remembered these polka dotted coffee cups that both of our moms had. And they had coffee together all the time. And I was like, I forgot all about those coffee cups. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's amazing that something that silly can put you in a great mood. Mm-hmm. But it really did. It was like, oh, man, yeah. yeah. Funny, funny yeah. stuff. Well, that's, 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 that's the great stuff, too. I mean, that's the yeah. stuff that really it does put you in a good mood. So walk me through the technology itself. You described it as sort of like a social network. Uh, why wouldn't I just go to Facebook and form a group named Mom and talk, yeah. walk, talk me through why this is different? And I imagine there's been some thought to the design of, of its utilization yeah. because I worry about inviting some of my mother's contemporaries to share memories. They're not necessarily Facebook or social right. media savvy. Mm-hmm. Is, is, has there been any thought to, to uh, user interface there to make that easier? Yeah, yeah, e- exactly. A couple of things. First of all, obviously, everybody's not on 
Facebook, yep. right? So, uh, but you can, you know, you can you can download an app and or go to the web and you can interface with the memory kit that way. You know, people ask a lot, you know, well, why wouldn't you do this on Facebook? And I always just say, why would you? You know, I mean, it's it's great, but a Facebook page is going to capture kind of a static bunch of comments and lots of thumbs up for likes and a couple of shares, and it, and it doesn't memorialize a life. It's a great connection point. Like, we used a Facebook page to let everybody know about my mom's memorial. It's great. It's a beautiful thing. But we really felt that there was a couple of things we need to do. One is make it easy for everybody to join the party. Two is to have a robust group, but smaller than the whole world, right? So mm-hmm. let's invite a couple mm-hmm. hundred people of those maybe, you know, who however many will join and contribute. But this is maybe not the thing you want on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Because it is personal. Your mom, yeah. your dad, your loved one's dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia. Well, and you also don't have, I think you, you face unique challenges that with Memory Kit, you guys as a company have the opportunity to directly address those desires and things that would help those users. Facebook has a standard set of features. The group pages only do so much. So they're kind of limited to that. They don't have any opportunity for someone else to show them, here's some other great things we could do to help you. And Facebook isn't going to listen if you say, I'd love to have this kind of feature. (laughs) There's a couple of neat design features. You know, it's always tough to to have a talk about a product that hasn't launched yet, but you know, we'll have fun with it. Two really big things. First of all, we have come up with a really neat way to remove the deer in the headlights moment. Right? So if I told you, hey, I want you to go build a photo album of your mom, you'd be like, you know, where do I start, right? So we have created the niftiest way to break through that by creating fun little categories. So hometown, school days, road trips, you know, grandkids. One of my business partners is a woman named Susan Soper who has a product called the Obit Kit, and she understands obituaries and how to tell life stories. And she has brought so much knowledge to the table. And for instance, and in our family, a lot of people identify huge blocks of time and emotional periods of time around places they've lived, right? So places is huge. So for our family, you know, Glen Ill in Illinois, Chappaqua, New York, and Los Angeles, California, these that's a big part about how we tell our story and mm-hmm. mom's story. So making it fun, making it easy, removing the deer in the headlights feeling and replacing it with aha or ooh, cool. Yeah, let me go do that, you mm-hmm. know. Inspiration, yeah. Yeah. Another, that's so engineering that was is tricky. The second thing that's really important is we realize that the inner circle needs an ability to communicate just among themselves. Yeah. So everything you do as the the family team, you can share photos, share memories and moments that only you see. Mm -hmm. A good example is that, you know, is is the last week of my mom's life. We we wanted to share photographs of her, even though some of them were were tough, but it was a part of her life that we wanted to save. And I had to leave uh, the last couple of days before mom passed away. So my sister said, sent me some photos and they're precious photos. I'm not going to put those on Facebook, right. but they're a part of her memory kit. Mm-hmm. It's just our part, right? So those, those different levels of interaction that we can build it, we've built into the memory kit that don't exist, 
you know, in a Facebook page or anything else you might consider using. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. no, very, very cool. So the uh, launching in April. Mm -hmm. So will you be in the beta or have you been in beta? Walk us through where you are in that time too. The, the launch, we'll, we'll do a soft launch in April, but because of the way we've developed and engineered the product, it, well, this will not, it will not be a beta product. It'll be a, you know, it'll be a, you know, the full fledged, the full Monty, so to speak, in version one. We'll test it. We are planning on uh, a to-be-announced kind of special rollout ar along or around the longest day, which mm -hmm. is an Alzheimer's Association annual fundraising event, awareness and fundraising. So it's, it's a big day for the Alzheimer's and dementia community. So we have got some fun stuff planned around that where we'll allow some, some, some special people to share some moments with the world. Mm. What are some other ways that you guys plan on finding users for this? Because I would think, you know, it's easy for me to target with my business, but that's not a very yeah. public thing with Facebook mm -hmm. where you can kind of identify who's going through this. What we have done, I'm glad you asked that, as a matter of fact. Um, rolled today. <laughs> because, well, first of all, what we have done is we have, we have partnered already and will continue to partner with any organization that cares that that supports the caregiving community hmm. so alzheimer's of greater los angeles ucla memory disorders clinic in in california emory here and the savvy caregiver program in atlanta even individual care assisted living facilities so the way we'll get the word out is through people who are caring for thousands of people themselves who will who have who have said you know what we want to bring this product it's and we this is needed for our community so as we onboard people as we as people reach out to us to join caregiver support groups or kind of caregiver boot camps we'll be telling them hey this is something you guys should try so that's sort of our first that's our sort of launch community and and we're also connected to tens of thousands of people through alzheimer's support groups online that we are interacting with now that and so we have lots and lots of individuals that are sort of signing up for a pre-release version that are eagerly waiting to to try the product now can you just join or do you have to uh, seek an invitation how does that work so any organization that is interested in being involved in the memory kit, and, and we can actually give all of these partners can have a sort of a private label version of it too, that so they can have the, they have the ability to kind of build in some content to help their own community. So you know any any organization, for profit or nonprofit, that is working with this community that would like to join the memory kit party and and be in, enrolled in sort of the, the pre-release version and then the launch, we'd love to hear from them. So we spend a lot of our time reaching out to the community mm -hmm. and trying to build those relationships. How many, uh, you talked about this a, a little bit before, but how many people are, are affected by this and what are some of the, the problems that these families are facing that m the general populace may not really realize if they haven't been through this? Okay, that's really interesting. So first of all, it is a problem that very few people are financially equipped to deal with. The the so the number one stressor as we as you if you're confronting this becomes financial. Even people who felt they were prepared end up finding out that maybe they weren't. This is a really expensive disease to deal with. Nothing is co nothing is covered by you know Medicare or Medicaid. So you are you are on your own to deal with with this problem. Right, so I mean, if you go to the ER and, and you have a problem, you, your insurance cover that. But if you need to, if you need round-the-clock caregiving, respite caregiving, you know, none of that 
is covered. So number one stressor is financial. It's, it's, a, it's a killer. And I don't have the exact statistics, but I, you know, let's say 90% of the population that's confronting this problem, this terrible disease, is, is, is either not fully equipped or not even at all equipped to handle it. And so that's why a lot of this, a lot of people are going through this are really struggling because they're, and, and right, so on top of, of, about, of, on top of not being prepared financially, imagine also having to be at this point where you maybe can't keep your job. Mm-hmm. So not only is this overwhelming now, but you hit the wall and you're like, I have got to quit or scale back my hours, which compounds the problem. So that is like the big thing that I think most people don't know. The other thing I mentioned earlier is the social isolation. We, anybody you know that's, de- that's dealing with this disease as a caregiver, you should, if you, know, if you, if you want to help, you should push in. People need help running errands. Uh, anybody confronting this disease as a caregiver needs respite. You know, you need timeouts. So this is a, a group of folks that's stressed and pushed to their limits financially, time-wise, emotionally. Really, in every in every uh, in every area. You know, to me, that's the that's the most powerful thing about it is, is the spouse who mm-hmm. is who is who is not fighting uh, Alzheimer's. As as you know, a little statistic that I, that you can is published, but some some folks shared with me not long ago is that uh, we met with uh, a group that works with this community in Southern California, and one of the people there said that forty percent of all of their caregivers are severely depressed. They're experiencing severe depression, not mild depression. Jeez. That is really a staggering number. Yeah. So those caregivers are at risk for diseases, for depression. Really everything you could associate with severe stress will visit itself upon a primary caregiver at some point in the game. No, oh, no doubt about it. And and as the person fighting the disease is less and less able to interact with the world, become lonely. Yeah. And and building this community of people that are involved is a great way to combat that, I think, which yeah. is very, very mm-hmm. exciting. You know, this is not clinical, but I'll tell you this. We call Alzheimer's and dementia memory disorders, and they are, I mean, sh- to be sure. But if it was just memory we were doing dealing with, you know, I... I think there's probably no disease where a highly educated person that's not experienced it actually knows so little about what it really is. Because before I experienced Alzheimer's personally, I thought it really was about memory, forgetfulness. You kind of have a picture in your head of, you know, of that. And it is just so much more. As these individuals lose their cognitive abilities, their ability to express themselves, they really become agitated and anxious and oftentimes, not all the time. And so there's so much going on here. You know, you have a picture of mom's forgetful and she's sitting over in the chair rocking peacefully. That is not what's going on, okay? This is a very, this is a 24-7 thing. This is an up in the morning dealing with it until you fall asleep at night kind of a thing. And doesn't it switch on kind of a portion of their brain where the frustration or kind of that I don't know if anger is the right word, but that tends to get pretty severe as they start really getting into the late phases of it. It can. You know, they, every, every, it's, it, it's very different from person to person, mm-hmm. but we experienced that. Not so much anger, but frustration and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's other things like we discovered my mom had, uh, had a severe intolerance, an intense intolerance for anything that was a little bit temperature too warm or too cold. So she was constantly 
I'm freezing cold and wanted a sweater. And then five minutes later, I'm boiling hot and she's peeling her clothes off. Mm -hmm. You kind of mm -hmm. had to keep the temperature between like 68 and 71 degrees. Otherwise, she was severely hot or severely cold. And that caused her to have frustration and anger and, and kind of behave irrationally. And it's just because her, her brain, this, her, this beautiful computer that we all have, is no longer working. And not only is it not processing memory, but it's not processing, uh, you know, taste and sight and sound and smell and temperature anymore either. It's really, it's really very difficult to watch. It's super sad. We're running low on time, Jeff, uh, but uh, I do want to understand you are recruiting some talent. So what are you looking for? You know, we're looking for ambassadors. So anybody who has, so maybe you're, you know, this is your, you're a student and you're studying gerontology perhaps in a school or you've graduated. So anybody that has, or you just even have context through this, through your own life experience, we're looking for ambassadors who want to help us connect with the community and talk about and tell about the memory kit. And we're also looking for technical talent as well. So engineers, designers. So we're, you know, we don't have a huge need for talent, but we are actively seeking some people right now and we'll continue to as we grow. And where do they go to make inquiries? Um, you, you know, info at or Jeff at the com. All right. Good stuff. Well, we are about out of time. Uh, as you know, uh, the, the incubator is made possible by, by Wella. And uh, it is, in fact, time for the Wella question of the week, Jeff. Yes, which, which I is... just learned about a while ago. <laughs> you did. Yes, uh, frankly, I did. I did, too, almost. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that Wella question of the week is, um, what's the best piece of financial advice you've ever given or received? This one was easy for me. Uh, it just popped into my head. When I got out of college, I opted to take a straight commission job, right? That's Yikes. A, um, <laughs> and my dad, uh, my dad was one of the, he was a network television executive, one of the greatest. Oh, cool. Greatest uh, network salespeople of all time, incredible manager. And he wrote me this incredible letter that he, about how to approach this new business I was getting into. And put it in a beautiful natural leather Hartman briefcase and gave it to me as a birthday present because it happened to be on my birthday and a welcome to the world of sales present. And the, as you know, being on straight commission just out of college can be stressful. Mm -hmm. And it was full of some of the best advice I've ever gotten. And the last line was, if you get down to your last dollar, get your shoes shined, it will do great things for your attitude. Oh, I like that. That might belong in the Willow Question of the Week Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely. That was I great. Think. That's awesome. Good stuff. Well, Jeff, one last time before we let you go, how can people contact you should they have any questions and learn more about the Memory Kit? We'd love to hear from anybody at Jeff, J-E-F-F, at thememorykit.com, or you can just visit our website, and you know, we've got a Contact Us page there as well. So those are the ways. Outstanding. Well, good luck with the launch. Thank you much. Thanks for having me. Oh, it was really our pleasure. It. Uh, we'll be paying close attention. All right, Jeff Gray, the founder and CEO of the Memory Kit, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. All right. All the time we have for today, again, on behalf of our guest, Jeff Gray, my co-host, Ashley Staggs, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on The Incubator. You've been listening to The Incubator, recorded from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. This broadcast is a partnership between the Intrepid Now Media Network and Hypopotamus, and made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. The Incubator is directed by Andrea Risk and produced by Floyd Fischel. You can find The Incubator on iTunes, and leaving a rating and review on iTunes will be appreciated by all. Again, you've been listening to The Incubator. The show will return next week. We'll see you then.